Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and it's always a joy and an, on an honor and a pleasure to be with you here on a Thursday evening or whenever you will watch this or hear this on a podcast or watch the replay or maybe see it on YouTube. So welcome, welcome. In this broadcast, the Lord put a message on my heart and this is just awesome. And, and you know, I've said this before, sometimes early, early in the wee morning hours, the Holy Spirit will speak something to my spirit. And this happened two nights ago. It was about three o'clock in the morning or so. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, let my word be your compass. Let my word be your compass or let my word, in other words, let my word be your guide. But I remember hearing the words come out of my mouth, you know, and, and always, you know, when I'm tossing or turning or, you know, moving or whatever, I, a lot of times I just, you know, praise the Lord is what comes out of my mouth. And I think I was just a little semi-awake and I heard the words come out of my mouth, let my word be your compass. And I was like, let my word be your compass. The, Lord, the Holy Spirit never you know, said that to me before, but I know, you know that means let my word be your guide for your life, right? Psalm 119 and 105 says that the word, right? It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. So we know that the word of God gives you direction. But so the Lord specifically, the Holy Spirit said those words to me. So I was like, okay, I know I have to delve more into that. And I know when the Lord is speaking something for me and when it's also for you, especially with everything that we see going on in the world today and decisions that need to be made and decisions that are affecting, um, you know, jobs and, and just all kinds of things, life, death, adverse reactions, just all kinds of things, right? Whether to relocate, whether to stay where you are. I'm just saying we've got so many decisions that we need to make in our lives, even in our daily lives. But this is what the Lord spoke to my heart. Let my word, let my word, that's how he said it, not let my word. It was, you know, you have to put the emphasis on the right syllables, right? As he said them on the right words. He said, let my word be your compass. Let my word be your compass. So what is the actual meaning of a compass <laughs> from the dictionary? Because I was like, Woo, Google, right? Okay. From the dictionary, a compass is an instrument that you use for finding directions. It has a dial and a magnetic needle that always points north. Isn't that interesting? A magnetic needle that always points north. So it's kind of the way that I'm taking this to mean is, wow, you know, I could be not know my way. All I have to do is look up north, right? Magnetic, like Lord, right? Just saying, even though the Holy Spirit's within you, but look up, your redemption draws nigh, you know, I'm just saying. So I thought it was interesting that the Holy Spirit used the word compass let my word be your compass. He didn't say guide. He said compass, you know, but then I took it also to mean, you know, guide. Okay. So again, sometimes, you know, we look at all this stuff going on in the world. He wants, the Lord wants his word to be your guiding reference, your guiding, you know, the word of God 
is literally our instruction book for life. Okay. And it's really the only legitimate source for your life. I mean, Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I know I've said it like five times already. Let my word be your compass. Let his word, let the word of God be the compass for your life. You don't know what to do. Look up, look north, right? Talk to your father. Talk to the father. Pray. If you know how to pray in the Holy Ghost, and I know I need to cover this in more depth, and and I and I will because I need to understanding the Holy Spirit because I know a lot of people say, well, I don't even speak in tongues. I've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I am going to address that. I have to. I know because many need to really understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I mean, in a nutshell, when you receive Jesus, right? He said to his disciples, he breathed on them, right? After he was raised from the dead, he breathed on them. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's like us being born again. They now were born again. Like they were could partake of the divine nature. They now had the Holy Spirit in them, okay? But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is literally, you're asking the Father to pour, like, like, like when they would anoint people's heads with oil and pour, it's he's pouring his spirit upon you that's why he said to them receive the holy spirit and i guess the lord wants me to talk about it right now he said receive the holy spirit and they did receive the holy spirit so they then were born again right then in that instant prior to that the holy spirit was with them but remember jesus said he said but later the holy spirit will be in you he's with you now but later will be in you okay i'm just talking about it so i don't have the scripture references but i know it's in the book of john so but after he was raised from the dead he breathed on them and said receive the holy spirit but even though they had the holy spirit in them and now they were born again right from above he they now received the spirit of god in them christ in them he said but wait until the, the promise comes from my father, which was going to be the Holy Spirit baptism on them, like cloven tongues of fire, right? There you go. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's actually different than receiving the Holy Spirit. So the way I like to say this, and this is just my words, is receiving the Holy Spirit. When you get born again, you ask Jesus to come into your heart. The Holy Spirit comes into you, right? Into your spirit. You now become one with Lord Spirit, if you take your last night, yes, you will go to be with the Lord. Okay. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is okay. So the way I say it is receiving the Holy Spirit, that's for you. So you could be transformed from the inside out. You're now born again. You've got the nature of God. You want to start renewing your mind so you can let the Holy Spirit have his way and live through you. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, whoosh, it's being clothed with the Holy Spirit power. So now you can go and be an effective witness on the earth for Jesus. How do you get the Holy Spirit? Okay. How do you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You just ask. You ask the Father believing that he will give it to you. So sometimes I like to, you know, when, when we pray to receive Jesus, 
I just say all at you know in one and Lord pour I ask you to pour your Holy Spirit out upon me so you can receive both at the same time. Yes, you can. And then you know with praying in the spirit, all you do is just make noises from your spirit. You know, every language is a different syllable. <laughs> this message went off in a totally different direction, but it's what the Holy Spirit wants, right? I would say, Lord, have your way. As soon as I open my mouth, fill it. Okay. So all you do is ask, ask the Father. Say, Lord, I, I ask you to baptize me with your Holy Spirit. And just remember that um, every language, every language is made up of different syllables, syllables, right? So when you pray in tongues in the Spirit, okay, it's literally the Holy Spirit. The Word says it's the Holy Spirit praying through you. And I know I want to do this message even more succinctly. So I've got scripture references in front of me, which is, you know, going off the cuff right now. But I know that the Word says this. I know this to be true, okay? But when you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you just start making sounds, syllables, you bypass your mind and just let it come from your spirit. Like just let it come out of you like rivers of living water. And when you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you just say, thank you, Lord, I believe I receive and just start making sounds, syllables. And you, a chances are you're going to just take off just praying in tongues. Okay. That's the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's supernatural. It's not natural. It's supernatural. This is the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the pouring out of his baptism ah, to endue you with power from on high so you can do the works of Jesus. Listen, if, if you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you still have Jesus and you want to pray for someone or lay hands on them. Jesus said, in my name, those who believe, right? You can lay hands on the sick. They will recover. Just believe God. Okay. I'm just saying, but there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And listen, it's as simple as just asking the Lord to baptize you. Father, I ask you to baptize me with your Holy Spirit. And I believe I receive it now. And I thank you, Lord. And then just start making sounds to God. Just don't, don't, don't worry about it trying to make sense because it's not you're you're okay. The word says that you're 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 speaking, it, it's, it's, your mind is not going to understand what you're saying because it's coming from your spirit, heavenly language. I know when I first started praying in the spirit, it, it, I didn't just take off praying in tongues. I just, for me, it was like, I just stepped out in faith and just started saying a few syllables, like just, just some syllables. And for me, it just sounded like, and then I just started and it just started getting faster and faster. And the more I did it, the more it became. And I just know that's my prayer language and it's never changed, but it's just quicker now. And for some people, the prayer language or speaking in tongues, it sounds very much like another like language that somebody would, you know, like um, with a lot of different syllables. For me, it's very repetitive. So it just, it, it does. That's what the Holy Spirit gave me. Sometimes it will sound very repetitive for certain people. Sometimes it will sound like just a whole different foreign language, you know. So it's just syllables from from your belly that you just make to God. Okay. Wow. Okay. That just I the Lord. I didn't know that that's something that He wanted to cover tonight, but it's important. 
It's important because, wow, thank you, Lord. Because a lot of times when you don't know what to do and you ask the Lord for help or for guidance, right? You're looking at the word. And then also you could be, you know, walking, you know, in the halls of your house, just praying, making those sounds to God, just praying in the spirit and boom, the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one praying through your spirit, He's praying the perfect will of God. The word says that. Okay. That's why praying in the spirit is so powerful. The devil doesn't know what you're saying. That is your prayer language between you and God. Okay. So I just wanted to touch on that today. Okay. Just, just to, just touching on it. All right. So let me just see. Um, all right. We know that God's word is truly life-giving. I would have never found life, real life, truly life, if I had not found the Lord. Listen, I was addicted to psychics for years. I picked up my first astrology book at nine years old. By the time I was in seventh, eighth grade, I had was going to the library, getting ESP books and love spells and all this junk not knowing that it was just getting me deeper and deeper and deeper. Then by the time I was 18, I had a friend whose mother read cards. So I would go to her all the time while I was in this horrible relationship. And it was just a vicious cycle that just kept coming back that in my life, even though I believed in God, I just, I never had a relationship, a real relationship with the Lord Jesus. I looked to all these other outside things and it literally, like it was crippling my emotions. I had no peace. I had anxiety beyond anxiety. At one point I was calling like the psychic lines uh, back in the nineties. Like it was, my life was an absolute mess. It was a mess. I had no peace. I didn't have God in my life. And I don't, you know, it's true. No Jesus, no peace. It's true. Jesus is the Prince of Peace and God loves you. And you know what? Through it all, the mess that I was, God loved me the whole time. And people would say to me, Jesus loves you. And I'd be like, okay, like, uh, what do I do with that? Right? Okay. Yeah. And like, what do I do with that? What I didn't know is that the day that I was so broken, oh my gosh, I can remember it was like, it was, uh, it was in 1999, almost 2000, the year 2000. And I was so broken and so addicted to these psychics. And I, I remember, you know, the first time I went to see this lady at my church, because I actually, I called the church that I was going to. Yeah. I always say I had one foot in church and I was dancing with the devil and it was bad. And, um, you know, I was, I was married at the time and it was just, um, fighting all the time and, and it was just not good. And then I ended up getting divorced, you know, at 33 years old and actually it was 1999 and I hit rock bottom and I started seeking out the psychics again and I was so anxiety ridden. I lost so much weight. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I, I was, I couldn't think straight. So in any event, I called, um, the church that I was going to, and they hooked me up with this lady whose house I went to like the next night. I just said, I'm addicted to psychics. I feel like I'm going to die. My son was like 10 years old at the time. I'm telling you, I was a mess. Okay. Some of you see me with these broadcasts and yes, I'm strong now. Listen, 
that is only by the spirit of God. I do not boast in myself without Jesus. I would be a zero, an absolute zero. Okay. And without Jesus, there's no peace. So in any event, went and I re- and she told me about repentance and how, and, and I was so broken that I just, I needed help and I wanted God and I just didn't know how to really have him. And she led me through repentance where I literally told God with all my heart, I was like, I am sorry for living for me and doing everything my way. And I said, I renounce Satan and all the occult and all those works. And I just, Lord, I'm so sorry. I ask you to forgive me. Jesus, come into my heart. I mean, it was boom. It was instant deliverance. That's why when people think that you need to go through 12 weeks of deliverance or however long, no, you don't. I promise you, you do not. You go to God, you repent, and you tell him you're sorry. He forgives you in an instant. You ask Jesus to come in. Now, here's what I did. delivered. I mean, it's an absolute miracle. I was so addicted. I mean, I would use money that I didn't even have, grocery money, to go to the psychics. That's how it was horrible. One time I was in church having an anxiety attack, and I went to the psychic. It was, I mean, it was terrible until I got delivered. And the day I got delivered, because I went to God with my whole heart, I was delivered in an instant. And so help me, God, all you have to do is go to him. Just say, Lord, I, I didn't even know. I was just like, I didn't call him father. I was just like, God, help me, you know, and, and I'm sorry. And then she said, you know, ask Jesus really to come into your heart. And I did. And I meant it for like the first time for real. Bam, I was delivered in an instant, but I still thought about it. I didn't think about going back to the psychic, but I needed to understand why it was such an abomination. How did Satan get his claws into me? Like, I needed to understand this stuff. So I started reading the Bible, right? She gave me a really easy to read Bible. And I always recommend the New Living Translation. And I couldn't stop reading it. And then I found where it's an abomination and why and you know and and then and i'm telling you i started reading these kenneth e hagan books because she had them and i read about 25 of them in six months i never looked back i would read one i would just like absorb it and then i would be like okay i'm ready for the next one i never looked back i ended up like getting the whole library of books and i've got so many books but all filled with the word and so, and then I went on and I just learned and I studied and I never looked back yet. I still had my full-time job, but whenever I was home, I was either like in the word or TBN, or I'd be with my son, you know, you know, and then trying to teach him, you know, and, and so the bottom line is let my word be your compass. It's true. God's word will change your whole life. but. I pursued God. He was pursuing me. I'm sure he, you know, because he does. He loves us, right? And once I really asked the Lord to come in and take over, and I didn't even have the baptism of the Holy Spirit till, oh my gosh, probably nine years later when I really learned about it. But you don't have to wait nine years. You could, you can get it all at once. You could be saved and have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and let God really, you know, have your life, your life for his life. Oh my goodness. Do you know, 
Some people have, you know, loved ones that have gone home to be with the Lord. You know, they're like, oh, they were believers or my great grandmother. She's in heaven praying for you. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, there's, there's, you want to make sure that you see them again. Jesus is the only way. He is the way, the truth, the life. There is no other way to God. You cannot get there through Buddha, Allah, Muhammad. You cannot. Jesus Christ is the one who took the nails. He was the one that was raised from the dead. Okay. 500 people saw him. And then he was taken up in the clouds to go and be with the father. But he gave us instructions before he left. And he said that anyone who believes in me, right? will do the works that I did. Anyone who believes in me through the apostles' message, they'll you can receive the Holy Spirit. Okay. When you ask Jesus to come in your heart, God the Father sends the Spirit of Jesus. It's and He's in Jesus as well, three in one, the Holy Spirit to live in your spirit. That's what it means to be born again, born from above. You're not born in your mother's womb this time. You're born by the spirit of God, God sends the spirit of God to come and live in your spirit. That's what it means to be born again. The first time you were born, you know, by your, you came through the womb, right? The second time with Jesus, with, with God, he sends this, the Holy Spirit to live in your spirit. So while Jesus is alive right now, he is not dead. He is not, he did not get on that cross and die and like stay in the ground. No, he was resurrected. God, the father resurrected him right on the third day. Woo! He is now seated at the right hand of God in his physical body, flesh and bone. No more blood. Jesus is not in the blood system anymore on the blood system. He is in his glorified body, which one day you and I will also have glorified bodies, right? When we leave here, our spirits are eternal. They're going one of two places. You want to make sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And you have to do that while you're here because if you've heard the truth, you know, people don't go to hell for their sins. They go to hell for rejecting Jesus. Jesus took care of the sin problem. He already paid the price. But you, if you want your sins to be forgiven and washed clean and know that you will be in heaven forever, Jesus is the only way. You have to accept him. You have to receive him. How do you do that? You go and you say, Lord, I am sorry. God, I am sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for everything. And I ask you to forgive me. That's how you, from your heart. And let me tell you, the instant you do that, boom, you're forgiven. Don't stop there. You have to have Jesus in you, you know, in the spirit of God in you is what makes you a child of God. Romans 8, 9 says, if you don't have the spirit of God in you, you don't belong to God. Okay. So you just say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to, to be my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Teach me your ways and baptize me with your Holy Spirit so I can be an effective witness for you on fire here in the earth. Lord Jesus, I know that you died for my sins. And God the Father raised you on the third day. I know you're alive now and you live forever. And I make you my Lord and Savior. I receive you now. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh!
if you pray that prayer from your heart, welcome to the family of God. If you were to take your last breath tonight or whenever, you will immediately go to be with the Lord in heaven, which is real and beautiful. And I know this to be true. I know it. You know, when my mom went home to be with the Lord a couple of years ago, I remember leaving the cemetery and it was a really sad day for me. You know, I used to think to myself, well, they're not there anyway. They're in heaven. Like, what's the big deal? But it is a big deal because her physical remains were still there at the cemetery in Spain. So anyway, when I was leaving and I went back to my hotel and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I just with my, let me tell you something. If you go to God with your whole heart about anything, expect an answer, right? He said in Jeremiah, when you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. And I went, I was in my hotel room and I just said, Lord, I really, really need to know. I need to know. I said, is she with me all the time? Does she see me all the time? I just need to know. And so help me. God is so good and he's so faithful and he will meet you where you're at. And that as soon as I fell asleep, that's that same night, like a couple hours later, when I fell asleep, I literally saw my mom like, in a. it looked like one of those quote bubbles, you know, and I saw her like right there. And I and I remember and I said, Mom, in my dream, God gave me a dream and he answered my he answered me. And I said, Mom, I said, oh, my gosh, like, it's really you. And she was smiling and she's like, just looking at me. And I go, Mom, I need to know. <laughs> I said, I need to know. I said, are you with me like all the time? Do you see me all the time? And so lovingly, she looked at me and went, no. And instantly, I knew that that meant she had her own assignment up there. She's got things to do up there, but she was happy and I knew she was in heaven and I knew she was with the Lord. And, you know, I, I mean, that was it. Like, but I've never questioned it again because the Lord answered me and I was so happy that he answered me. You know, I know my mom is safe. I know I'm going to see her again. You know, I want to make sure that you, you are, are saved because let's face it, you know, this life is uncertain. God does not want you to live in fear though. Fear is not your friend. It is your enemy. Yes. It's good to know what the strategies of the enemy are so you can fight. That's another thing. Jesus came not only to give you life and life more abundantly, but he also gave you his authority. He came to help us to be, you know, to get back in right standing with God, right? so that we would, wouldn't be eternally separated from God when we leave this earth. Hell is real, and it is not a place where you want to be. If you, Even if you go on YouTube, they're all similar in you know, what hell was like. And listen, real hell is real, and you don't want to go there. And you want to make sure, <laughs> you know, and not only that, but Jesus also, then when you, when he is your Lord and savior, he also gives you his authority so that you can have all power, all the power over the enemy. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, I give you authority, right? 
He said, I give you power to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He's given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And he said, nothing shall by any means harm you. Nothing, no thing is nothing shall by any means harm you. But you've got to exercise that authority. If you don't know how to do that, you've got to get into the word of God. So just real quick right now, we're, we're just about out of time. But this was not even, this was the Holy Spirit's message to you tonight. He wanted to say this because I'm, I had other notes, but as soon, I just say, Lord, as soon as I start speaking, take over. And he does. And so, you know, he is amazing. God loves you and he is waiting for you. Let his word be your compass, your guide. Your Remember, when you don't know what to do, north, right? He's way north. Russia's north too, but no way north, past space, right? I'm just saying, and the Holy Spirit, Jesus is your Lord. The kingdom of God is within you. The king's dominion, authority is within you. But you talk to your father, look up north, right? And you just, Lord, help. Even if you don't know what to say, what to do, say just when you come with a sincere heart, He'll meet you right where you are. So I just want to pray for you right now. Hopefully you prayed to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you didn't, you could go back and rewind this and just watch it again and do that. Okay. And, and you know, once you do that, God wants you to be well. Once Jesus is your Lord, your spirit then is made perfect, but you still have your soul, your mind, your will and emotions and your physical body. God wants you to be healed in your soul and in your body. But for that to happen, you know, I mean, healing was a sign for unbelievers, right? But if you really want to be healed, you know, soul, body, spirit, soul, body, Jesus, asking Jesus to come into your heart, repentance, tell God you're sorry. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. That will make you happy, okay? He will receive you on the spot. And then as you're talking to him, communing with him, thanking him, you're then what I call in the glory zone, you know? And by his stripes, you were healed. So anyway, if you prayed that prayer, I still want to pray for you. But please now get into the word of God. The Bible is the word of God, the Holy Bible, okay? red letter Bible, <laughs> go to christianbook.com or christianbooks.com and get, you know, the one that I have here. It's the, um, maybe you could see this. Uh, it's the Holy Bible. It's the new living translation, red letter. And I have the large print, uh, Bible. So, and it's, it's not overly big. It's just like a, you know, regular size Bible, but I love it. And, and then, of course, I've got a slew of other Bibles as well, but I, I, I probably use the New Living Translation, the NLT, more than anything. So anyway, right now, if you've been struggling with any kind of sickness or disease, Father, right now, let's just, let's just magnify Jesus. Let's just praise him, and then I'm going to minister healing to you. But let's just thank him right now for what he did for us. Jesus paid the price. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He deserves praise and honor and glory and just magnification. Lord, right now, Father, we thank you right now for your son, Jesus. 
We lift you up, Lord Jesus. We magnify you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did at the whipping post first. For by your stripes, we are healed. We were healed and we are healed. And Lord, we thank you right now. We receive, we receive what you did for us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us authority over all the power of the devil. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is active and alive in us, that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, just don't speak while I'm speaking now. Just be in receiving mode. Thank you, Lord, right now. By the Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I bind Satan from attacking your body any further. I command sickness and disease to leave your body now, in Jesus' name. Tumors, cancer, cysts, clots, I command you to be dissolved now, in Jesus' name. And I, right now, I just speak to your blood system your blood system to anyone who's had any adverse effects right now in Jesus name. I command your blood and every cell of your body to be renewed, to be made whole. <sighs> Sickness dies at the root now. Die at the root now in Jesus name, in Jesus name and be healed and made whole by the spirit of God in Jesus mighty name from your head to your toes, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your Holy Spirit power, Lord, released to the viewers tonight, to you watching right now. Lord, we just magnify you. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for healing. We thank you, Lord. You are the healer. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Make sure that you comment or send me an email at lisaboldo.com. Let me know what God did for you. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Make sure that you share this out. Let's advance God's kingdom together. And I'll see you again really soon. Thanks for watching The Victorious Life. Good night.